Last week I was listening to a scary radio drama. You ever listen to the old time scary radio dramas on the radio? I was listening to it with Father John. We were Skyping, you know, we send these emojis, you know, of like the hair up and everything when you're afraid. And so we were listening to the scary radio drama. It was about spiders and they injected these spiders and the spiders became bigger and, you know, were like eating all the people and stuff like, you know, something that scare you. Sometimes we want something to like scare us, put fright into us. And it was scary because I don't like spiders at all. Spiders are not my favorite insect. If I see a spider in my room, I make a deal. I say, brother, you stay there in the corner and I'll stay there in my bed, but as soon as you cross over, we're gonna fight. <laughs> and we shake on it, you know, one of his eight legs, we shake on it, and then he, he goes his way, makes his web, and I go my way and do my own thing. You know, fear in life that we all have fear. Fear is a natural emotion. So we can't say don't have fear in life. It's a natural emotion to have fear. That it's, it's actually good to have fear. So there's what's called healthy fear and unhealthy fear. I wanted to print this out and I kind of ran out of time. I'm like, oh man, I want to give them, I'm not a psychologist, you know. So I'm just giving you maybe a spiritual dimension a fear, not so much a psychological. A psychologist can give you more of a psychological dimension of fear and all the different kinds of fear. But one of the things that they were saying is there's healthy fear and unhealthy fear, okay? So healthy fear is to alert us when there's danger, when there's imminent danger. So such as this, especially if you live in the Midwest, if there's a tornado warning in your area, don't go out and look for the tornado. Unless if you're a storm chaser, of course, and then you want to see the tornado and alert people. But don't go out and say, oh, look at that tornado. Oh, it's coming my way. And then don't presume on God and say, well, God's going to save me. And the tornado is coming toward your house. No, hide and run. Run, get into shelter. That's a, that's a healthy fear. Now, once the tornado passes, then the fear should die down. So fear is only temporary. It should not last in our life. This is how psychologists distinguish between a healthy fear and an unhealthy fear is fear it only alerts us of the danger and it's only for a temporary time. An unhealthy fear, what we, we, we would call phobia, such as arachnophobia, that's <laughs> a fear of spiders, there's hundreds of phobias out there, is a fear that lasts a long time. That's an unhealthy fear where, where it starts impacting our life. It starts impacting the way that we see things. It starts impacting our social environment. And so there, there's different responses to fear. One is to fight. And that's sometimes, sometimes it's healthy, sometimes it's unhealthy to fight when 
you know, when you have an unhealthy fear, sometimes it's unhealthy to fight. Sometimes it is healthy to fight when there's a fear, when there's a response. Then there's, after a fight, there's flight, where you can run. So you see, like I was watching a nature show last night, and a jaguar was eating a caiman in South America. You know, a caiman, there were like many alligators, and he had the caiman in his mouth. And I was kind of fearful of that jaguar. And if I saw a jaguar in the jungle, I would flee or act dead <laughs> or something. So you can flee from danger. Or the third response is to freeze. Sometimes we have fear we just we freeze up. We don't do anything. We can't fight. We can't flight. We just freeze up. And again, if it's temporary, it's okay. But if it goes on for a long time, you know, such as trauma, and yeah, then that's when you need some help, some counseling to work through that fear. And then there's a fourth response to fear. You're going to maybe laugh at this. Faint. When you faint, you know, you do the, the Italian faint like this. You know, you could do the fake faint. With it, you got to do it with your hands. If, if you're half a you got to do it with your hands. Always do it with your hands. So the faint. And sometimes that works, like a bear. You faint, and the bear sniffs you and says, nah, you smell dead, and then goes on to another prey. These are our responses to fear. Sometimes in life, when something happens, you can't fight. You can't flight. You can't flee. You can't freeze. And you can't faint. And this is what the apostles were, were in. The apostles were in a boat in the Sea of Galilee, and a storm comes up, and the storm is tossing waves over the boat. Well, they can't fight the storm. They can't say, all right, I'm going to put on my box and go, I'm going to fight the storm. You can't fight a storm. No one can fight a storm when it comes in our life. It just comes. You can't fight it. They couldn't flee because even if they jumped out of the boat and started swimming for sure, the storm is still there. Matter of fact, it would be worse. They can't just freeze because the waves are coming over the boat and are waking them up. And they can't faint because they have to keep rowing. See how that? So sometimes in life, storms hit you and your normal reaction to fear is you can't, you can't do anything. I was thinking of the pandemic. We couldn't do anything. We were all in the midst. We were on the same boat in the pandemic. There's so much fear. There's so much fear. And you saw different responses to that fear. Some healthy, some unhealthy with the pandemic. I'm not going to go into the total pandemic unless we go political. I don't want to go there. But that's just an example. So what do you do when you don't have response? When there's fear in your life, something, an illness hits you. 
You can't flee from that illness. It's in your body. What do you do? What do you do when that happens? Financial collapse happens in your life. You lose your job. You don't know how you're going to pay for your bills. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with these storms that cause all these different fears in your life that you, you have a financial fear? How am I going to pay my bills? Some of you may be in that situation right now. And I'm not your financial advisor. I'm not going to you know, give a whole homily on financial advising. That's not my expertise. I'm, I'm not here to give you financial advisement. That would be someone else would do that. That's why we need each person to help us. The fear. The one thing is, no matter what storm hits us in life, how bad it is, what fears it causes us, that what this passage is showing is that Jesus is in the boat with us. Jesus is enduring the same storm that we are enduring. Sometimes we think in the church that where is Jesus? We're enduring the storm in the church right now. And it's not just in this country, in the United States. It's, it's all over the world. I've spoken about Christian persecution many times. And I'll still speak about it. Christians are the most persecuted people on the face of the earth this day, 2023. And they're enduring storm after storm persecution after persecution. But the thing is that Jesus is enduring the storm with his church because Jesus is the head of the church. The church is his body. Like we had the Feast of St. Paul the other day, and Paul was persecuting the church, and Jesus blinded St. Paul and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Not why are you persecuting the church? Why are you persecuting me? Because whatever you do to the church, you do unto me. So what's ever happening to the church is also happening to Jesus. If there is a person that is being martyred in the church, Jesus is being crucified again. He's being martyred again. So Jesus is in that boat with us. He's enduring the storm, and he's sleeping. Can you go imagine that? Jesus, why are you sleeping? I'm going through sickness in my life. I'm going through financial hardship. Why are you sleeping? Where are you, Lord? You ever say that? Maybe some of you are saying that on the screen right now looking at me. Saying, come on, preach it, Father Anthony. That's the way I feel. Where are you, Lord? You're sleeping. You're sleeping. Can you imagine that? Jesus is sleeping in the midst of a storm. He's sleeping. How could he be sleeping in the midst of the storm that's hitting us? And all the apostles had to do was wake him up. Was wake him up. And can you imagine Jesus waking up? Maybe he was in a deep sleep. Can you imagine? I mean, the, the waves are going over the boat. They're, they're hitting the apostles. The waves are hitting Jesus, and Jesus is 
just sleeping, maybe he's snoring. <laughs> he's in a deep REM sleep. He woke him up, and maybe Jesus yawned in the midst of a storm. He's as calm as a cucumber. I don't know how you could be calm as a cucumber. It's just an expression you use in English. And then he sees the storm, and they say, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he sees the storm and the wind and the sea. And all he does is raise his hand and say, Be quiet. Be still. Quiet. Be still. And the storm calms down. And the apostles are amazed when they see that. At one word, Jesus calms the storm. And then Jesus says, why are you terrified? Terror is a form of fear. Why are you afraid? Why are you terrified? Do you not yet have faith? What's Jesus saying there to us? Why faith? Jesus, didn't you know there's a storm in my life? And yet he's saying, I'm in the boat with you. And though I may be appear to be sleeping, call me. I will help you in the storm. That not only will God help us, the lesson is God is greater than the storm. Because God created the storm, allowed the storm to happen. He allowed the cross to happen in our life. He allowed the sickness. He allowed the pandemic to happen. God did not create the pandemic. He allowed it. But if we did not have the pandemic, we would not have the live stream right now. Think of that. If we did not have the pandemic, we would not have the live stream right now. God can bring greater good out of the storms of life. He's greater than the storm. He can calm the storm instantaneously. He's greater than any storm of life that hits us. He's greater than the waves and the sea. He's greater than the tornadoes and the hurricanes. God is greater than it, all of it. And so he who is within us, I forgot the passage. <laughs> he who is within us is greater than the world. He is the one who strengthens us with his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowers us. The Holy Spirit removes fear from us, unhealthy fear. Not healthy fear, it's good to have healthy fear, but unhealthy fear. When we have unhealthy fears in our life, the Holy Spirit can empower us. You know what one of the most common fears is? It's called glossophobia. You ever hear of glossophobia? Fear of speaking. Exactly what I'm doing right now. It's one of the greatest fears. People fear getting up in public and speaking. And yet the Holy Spirit can empower you to speak and witness to the truth, to the gospel. That's what the Holy Spirit can do. The key for fear that Jesus is showing us, take your eyes off yourself. Put your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on God. Don't even keep your eyes on the storm that's happening. The storm may be raging. It's there. You acknowledge it. The waves are hitting you. 
and keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your faith on Jesus. Jesus is still greater than the storm. I say this a lot to people, especially in the confessional, that when we have a fear in our life, say like a fear of a final exam. Say it's an entrance exam, you know, for, you know, to be a lawyer, to be a nurse, something, something that's big, because I had to go through it also. And you're fearing, you know, you're like, oh, am I going to fail? Am I going to pass? Am I, and, there, and there's all this anxiety and tension. And yet you've studied, you've, you've done your part. If you haven't studied, then you're in trouble. You, you still have to study. So you study, and there's all this fear and worry. And what I say to people is, think about an exam that you took in the past, say in high school. And did not God get you through that exam? Did he not get you through that biology exam or chemistry exam or history or whatever it was? Or the math exam, uh, geometry, I hated geometry, but geometry, trigonometry, calculus, pre-calculus. Did God not get you through that time? Did he, was he not with you when you look back on it? Was God not with you at that time? Why wouldn't he be with you now? Why would he abandon you now if he was with you before? Would he abandon you right now in your direst moment, in your moment of need? No, God is with us. He's with us. He's greater than the storm. That is why when the Israelites were 40 years in the desert, all they had to do was have faith in God and not complain. That's all they had to do. It was just, they had to put tape over their mouths and just not complain and just say, we've seen all those signs and wonders that God did in Egypt and to the Egyptians and to their army. He opened the Red Sea for us. He set us free. All we have to do is have faith in him in this desert. And the Israelites would have only been in the desert for 40 days. Instead, they complained, and so God tested them for 40 years. 40 years in the desert. That's where faith comes in. Have faith. Because faith leads to hope. Hope leads to love. And St. Paul says, love casts out all fear. Love casts out all fear. When we're loved by God, then we're able to love others. God communicates that love to us through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the love of God. That's why I always say, call on the Holy Spirit. If you don't feel love, call on the Holy Spirit. People always say, well, how do I pray to the Holy Spirit? Come, Holy Spirit. Just pray that. Pray it all day. Pray it all day. Pray it as you get up, pray it all day, pray it in the car, pray it as you're working in the house, pray it as you're cooking, pray it as you're eating, pray it as you're driving, pray it as you go to sleep. And if you call on the Holy Spirit, you keep saying, come Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will come. The Holy Spirit will come. And you can prepare for it by going to confession, getting rid of your sin. 
and then the Holy Spirit will really come. That's why people always say, I feel good after confession. Because you got rid of sin, the Holy Spirit comes. That's the love of God. And just keep calling on that love of God. It's all about love. It's all about love. Love casts out all fear. This is just a kind of a spiritual way of fear. I'm not dealing with trauma. I'm not saying don't go to a counselor if you have trauma in your life. Yes, go to a counselor if you have trauma or phobias. This is just a spiritual way that you can add to that therapy. So don't think it's always, you know, either or. It's both and. You may need counseling, yes, but also put a spiritual dimension in there. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Call on the Holy Spirit, and God will help you in the storm. He'll see you through it. God is greater than our storms. God is greater than anything in our life. We have to keep saying that in our mind because the devil wants to play with our minds. Keep saying, my God is great. My God is awesome. Greater is he who is within me than he who is in the world. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.